In the name of one God, who is the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for filling in after the second graders left. I I felt a little ostracized, um, so I appreciate that. One of uh, Paula's and my myriad challenges is that neither one of us is especially neat. And of the two of us, uh, I happen to think Paula is worse. Uh, She might disagree, but um, as the saying goes at the moment, I have the floor, um, which is rare. So this is my opportunity. And and we, of course, um, discuss some um, periodically with one another um, which one is uh, worse. And, of course, that's uh, not especially fruitful. But part of the challenge um, is that, uh, as I say, neither one of us is especially needed, and each of us is looking to the other one to save the day. Uh, and neither one of us seems to be stepping up. And as you might imagine, a, a big black dog, um, three kids, a, a house built in the 1940s, which has, of course, fabulous storage um, throughout um, this sort of situation, seems to compound itself um, constantly. Well, recently there was um, relief that came our way out of the blue. One of our friends, whose third and last child is in the preschool class that Paula teaches, was talking with Paula about now that her last child is in school, what what am I going to do with myself? And one of the things that she happened to mention was sort of helping people by coming in and helping to clean up uh, and clear out and make a fresh start. And before we knew it, uh, our friend Leslie was over in our garage, and um, she spent two days um, over in our garage, and, and part of the deal was we gave her carte blanche. We, we stayed out of her way and let her um, do her thing. She bagged and tagged, and, and stuff went out in, in black bags, and as you might imagine, um, some spouses were relieved um, at this, and some spouses thought that very special things were going out, and there was that desire to go out and to begin to sort of root through the black bags, but we held each other up. We, we didn't go out um, to the bags. We, we let it go. It sort of felt very 12-stepish, um, very sort of liberating, very freeing, the recognition that we needed uh, an intervention from beyond ourselves to come in and to help um, and to deliver us. Well... As you might imagine, that's something in many ways which is uh, entirely small, although certainly um, no small task, but it was something that we were unable to do ourselves. Uh, you know, you, you think, well, look, you just, you just roll up your sleeves and you go in and you knock it out and you take care of it and, and you move on. But when we would look at it, we were frozen. Um, we were stuck. We were paralyzed and, and as you know, silly as it sounds, uh, unable to help ourselves in that particular arena. And as I share that with you this morning, as you might imagine, I found in that, in that sort of small thing and yet substantial thing in our lives, a metaphor um, for the human condition. And a metaphor for the good news which this season of Advent holds out to us, which is not specifically unique to Advent. It's the foundational message of the Christian faith, the word of hope which is held out to you and to me. And first and foremost, the message comes to us that you and I are people who are in need of an intervention. We need someone uh, from outside of ourselves to come forth uh, into our lives to free us, to release us, to deliver us. It is something that we are not able um, to accomplish ourselves. We need someone um, who will come forth 
um, into our lives. And we hear the message again and again um, throughout the season of Advent from Isaiah and from John the Baptist. That message of prepare the way, the message um, to make straight a path for the one who is to come. Um, prepare, um, straighten. As you might imagine from what I've shared of Paul's and my issues, those are words which uh, I confess leave me somewhat anxious uh, as I hear those words to prepare, as I hear those words to strengthen. But that's part of the message which goes out to us um, is to make a path to prepare the way. And, And the question which I ask and perhaps you ask as well is how is that accomplished? How um, do we do that? How do we prepare the way? And the good news for you and for me um, held out to us in both this portion from Isaiah, which we hear from this morning, and also the portion from John's Gospel we hear this morning, is that God Himself will come and prepare the way. That God Himself will come to intervene on our behalf. We heard that wonderful collect which is appointed for this third Sunday of Advent. Stir up thy power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. Isaiah the prophet Um, speaks words of hope, words of assurance to a people who had known exile, who knew that they needed a deliverer to come on their behalf. And he speaks words of hope, words of promise that God himself will come forth into the midst of them, that he will deliver them, that he will restore them, that he will give them um, gladness, that he will give them um, restoration, that he himself will bring them home. He points um, to the promise of God who will come on our behalf. And as we hear from John's Gospel this morning, we see John the Baptist who has come to prepare the way for the one who is to come. And we hear that John is out in the wilderness and he is baptizing and people are coming out to him. And we hear that not only are people coming out to him to be baptized, but also we see that some of the various religious leaders come and they begin to inquire of him basically on what authority um, he is doing the things he's doing. Because for the people, baptism the people of that time, baptism was not a practice which was not familiar to them. It was a practice which was often done when proselytes, when people that were not Jews would come into the faith and there would be this ceremonial baptism that would take place to wash away the pollution, the impurities of their Gentile life, of their Gentile faith as they came in to the people. And there was also the practice, even among some of the religious communities, for instance, in Qumran, the, um, the community there would sort of practice a daily um, baptism. But here is what was different from what they were familiar with and what John was doing. The baptisms which they were familiar with were self-administered. The baptisms that they were familiar with um, were self-administered. Whereas John was baptizing um, these people. And they asked him basically, uh, on, on whose authority are you baptizing these people? And therein is, is a key um, to the message of good news which is extended to you and to me um, in the gospel. Is that God um, himself um, has intervened on our behalf. Too often we want to, self, uh, we want to fix ourselves. We want to um, redeem ourselves. We want to restore ourselves. We want to deliver ourselves. And the message of the gospel that comes to you and to me is despite um, all our sincerest, best efforts, we're not able to deliver ourselves. We're not able to free ourselves. We're not able to liberate um, ourselves. But the good news is that there is one who is. Isaiah promised. And John points the way. And we see that God has stirred up his power and has come forth into the world and the person of Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' 
life and ministry and ultimately in his death upon the cross um, for our behalf, his resurrection to defeat the powers uh, of sin and death, uh, the path is made straight. The path is made level. The way is cleared for us to come forth into relationship with God, not on our merits, but on the merits of Jesus Christ, um, our Lord and our Savior, who, in the words of the prophet Isaiah, has clothed us with the garment of salvation, who enables us um, to be people who are restored, people who are delivered, people um, who are free. The good news goes forth um, to you and to me, uh, the invitation from John to repent, to turn um, to the Lord in faith, the one who's come forth into the world, uh, that we might be restored, that we might be forgiven, that we might know the freedom which comes through placing our hope and our trust in what he has accomplished for us through the cross and through the resurrection, in which we are clothed um, with salvation. We're brought into God's presence. And as we hear that this morning, let us pray. Heavenly Father, you know our needs before we ask, and our ignorance in asking. You know the things which bind us, the baggage um, we carry, the things that we try to um, deal with on our own. And we thank you, Lord, that in your love and your grace you have stirred up your power and you've come among us in the gift of your Son, Jesus. We pray this day that through the work of your Holy Spirit, um, our lives um, would be made new through your power which has gone forth into the world. And this we give thanks for and ask in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.